is Wave 105. This is Steve Power. Good afternoon. There's Living on My Own, Freddie Mercury. Uh, what an amazing song. All forms part of Never Boring, the Freddie Mercury solo box set, uh, which is out now, which has got his solo albums. It's got a plethora of other bits and pieces as well. And a man who knew Freddie probably as well as anyone else. Uh, I mean, to call him his PA is actually doing him a, a, a disservice. Peter Freestone, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Or should I say Phoebe? All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was his nickname for you, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, back in those... In the day. In the day. Um, Freddie and Alton got together and they want, they sort of brought up this old theatrical tradition of calling all the males by female names. Love it. Um, generally, though, there was an association with an actress or a singer or something. Um but there was no freestone to associate with anything like that. So it became Phoebe Freestone. That's how it worked. Brilliant. <laughs> now, you were, uh, as I say, PA is probably not the right word because you basically looked after Freddie. You made, well, I mean, you looked, you looked after the boring bits, didn't you? You let him get on and be the rock star and you said, leave the other stuff to me. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, he had the hard job. He had to make the money. He had to create the music, perform the music, go out on stage in, in front of a, you know, a few hundred thousand people. <laughs> um, and I just got to spend it. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I did the sort of things that all of us have to do. Um, answer the front door, answer the telephone, um, do some food shopping, do some cooking, do some cleaning. Do Pay the bills. Some ironing. Yeah, yeah, yeah you name yeah. it. All the things that all of us have to do in our daily life. But, the, but that gave him the chance to, as I say, create the music. And I would imagine Freddie actually was quite happy to be free of those kind of shackles, the, the, the shall we say, the everyday kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, it worked fine. It worked fine. Um, he just let me get on and do things. He didn't... He really... I, we 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 got into the position where he didn't ha even have to ask for things, but I would know what he wanted. Second nature. Yeah, and so it was fine. He didn't really have to think about things, which was nice. That well, was that was good. When you listen to the solo box set, you feel there there is there's kind of this other side of Freddie. The Queen side was very much uh, theatrical rock, etc. But but Freddie had a when when he, when he did his solo stuff, yeah, there was a different feel to it, wasn't there? <sighs> Party time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they would feel like they, they, they might have been the confines of a, an odd shackle here or there that he could just toss off and go, here I am, darling. But the thing is also, though, he missed the band when yeah. he was actually recording, Mr. Bad Guy particularly. Yeah. Um, he missed the input of the band. He, he, he couldn't wait to record on his own. That he was so desperately looking forward to. But... When he was actually doing it, he felt a bit lonely. He didn't have Brian breathing down his neck. You know, he didn't, he couldn't ask someone, but Roger, don't, don't, don't you think if I did this here, did, did, they, were, they weren't there. Did you think sometimes then he, I mean, I, I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting Brian May several occasions, two very different characters, but do, do you think he sometimes looked for the confirmation almost from beyond with the band to say, do you think I'm doing all right here? I think so, yes. But also, you have to remember, they'd been together recording yeah. since the beginning of the 70s. They had worked together. And so after 15 years of everything that he had created until that point, 
had been with the four of them. Now he was out on his own doing what he wanted, but not having that support, not having the, you know, like you say, the the word, you're doing good, this is fine, this sounds okay, don't yeah. worry, you know. He didn't have that. Of course, he had Mac there to do, you know, and Mac had been around recording with Queen. Um, but it was he wasn't the musician that Freddie needed the approval of. Because he, basically, you know, you think of Queen, there's two ways to describe it. It was... It was a company with four managing directors. Yes. Which, so, of course, there's going to be the occasional disagreement. Yes. Uh, or it's a marriage with four people. And, of course, there's going to be the, arguments. The occasional disagreement, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, in both of those situations, you work things out and everything works out well. Um, and he missed, I think he missed that. He still, I mean, he still produced some amazing work, as you can see on this box. You look at Mr. Bad Guy, you know, the mixes that have been put in, the, um, the the three of them who worked on the music, they actually worked with Freddie while he was alive. Yeah. So they knew what Freddie would feel, feel. what Freddie would expect. Absolutely. It's not like some totally different producer came in and did oh this is this is this is my interpretation of it no this is yeah. kind of a, a, an extension of freddy isn't it yeah That's what this, it is. and and it, they're using tracks that have never been heard before in some yes, instances indeed so never, it's, it's it's for me it's exciting it's, never it's, boring the freddy mercury solo box set is out now peter freystone uh friend confidant all round not mr bad guy mr good guy is here <laughs> with us this afternoon we're going to talk some more shortly it's Wave 105. This is Steve Power. Thank you for choosing us this afternoon. Peter Freestone is here. Um, Peter, your your friendship with Freddie was started back 79. You were at the Royal Opera House. He turns up and does a few tunes, and, and you got talking, didn't you? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was working for the running wardrobe for the Royal Ballet, you know, looking after the costumes that were currently in use. Yeah. And the Royal Ballet did a big charity gala, and they wanted someone different. They wanted someone special not just the usual run of foreign star dancers and they picked on freddie mercury who thought he was a dancer you know you have to remember back in the 1970s where he was wearing the harlequin outfit yeah and ballet shoes and um you know but the thing is he did find when he went to his first rehearsal with the royal ballet that he had two left feet <laughs> um he could not follow choreography to save his life um, but he performed a crazy little thing called love the first live public performance of that and bohemian rhapsody and i spoke to him after the show saying that i thought it was absolutely stunning with his voice queen music and the royal ballet you know there couldn't have been a better combination and he was incredibly polite he that's you know it really struck me that he was a real gentleman um, and we were talking, and then he said, but I've seen you at rehearsals I've, at the Opera House. I've seen you there. What do you do? And I explained about the job. And that was the end of the conversation until about a week later, someone from Queen Management rang up my boss and asked if I would be available to do a six-week tour with Queen looking after the stage costumes. <laughs> so obviously these this four or five-minute conversation Brilliant. worked. Um, and we clicked. We just clicked. 
Excellent. I mean, obviously, you were with Freddie uh, right until the end. Uh, yeah. Your your knowledge of Freddie, your knowledge of everything about him, came in very handy for the movie Bohemian Rhapsody in a consultative yeah. way. Uh, I've got to say, you know, the amount of detail that goes into those movies, and when you stick the Live Aid coverage original against the movie, uh, you know, you must have been pleased with the outcome of that. Oh, I mean, that was absolutely stunning. Um, the person who did the choreography and the movement for that, she was absolutely amazing. I mean, I was they. She worked for weeks with each of them to make sure they did exactly the right movement at exactly the right time, and even to the degree that when it was actually being shot, she had a monitor in front of her of what was being filmed and in the corner of the monitor she had the original live aid so she could see if a hand was inches wrong yeah and she would stop it stop it my goodness and it would then be redone with the hand in the right place yeah i mean it was that exact wow um working on this film i was with them for five months it is incredible the detail that they want to get right. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, I understand so many fans' point of view where they say, you know, the timeline was destroyed, that you know, all of this all of these sort of things. But the thing is I look at it from my side, from my point of view. And instead of looking at maybe the whole film, I look at each scene. Mm. And I can see the germ of truth in each of these scenes. Mm. I mean, obviously, it's m- much embroidered, and it yes. maybe isn't exactly what happened, how it happened. But I can see the germ of truth in every scene. So for me, it's become... It's a really good film. It's won awards all around the world. Yeah. Yeah, they were doing definitely doing something right. Peter, yeah. um, the, the end, when the end came for Freddie, he knew... His time was up, didn't he? But he yes. still maintained control over the situation, didn't he? Yeah. Um, the thing is, he he decided on the 10th of November that he would have no more medication that was keeping him alive. Um, he felt time was up. Mm. He would. He we gave. He still would take painkillers, but that was it. Um, it still took two weeks for him to go but he was at least he was in control he knew it was happening yeah um and once he'd released the statement you know the statement was actually released to the press at eight o'clock in the evening of friday the 22nd um you know so in fact it's wrong when everybody says it was released 24 hours before he died it's only because it was printed in the newspapers on saturday but it was released to them on the Friday. Um, and you continue his legacy with the work. You go into schools now, don't you? And you and you, yes. and you talk about it because because AIDS in the eighties, it was it was the huge big front page story, wasn't it? Yeah, everybody and, and now, about it. Now now it it's it's still there though, but it just doesn't seem to be de rigueur anymore. No, because the thing is, because there are drugs available that can give you a life, provided they find you with HIV virus in time, you can take drugs for Mm. the rest of your life. As long as you take the drugs for the rest of your life, you can have something of a life. 
But if you don't, you don't know it. No. This virus can still kill you. And, of course, and young people don't know no, about and it. They don't talk about it. Prevention is obviously better than the long-term prognosis of being on tablets for the, and drugs for the rest of well, your yeah, life, Well, yeah, because, isn't it? I mean, the old saying, what is it, prevention is better, better than, than cure. cure. Yeah. The problem is there, there is, is no, no cure. cure. No, absolutely. So. Uh, Peter, it has been a pleasure to talk to you. Never boring, the Freddie Mercury solo box set is out now. There's DVDs, there's Blu-rays. If you immerse yourself in all of that, you will get an amazing sense of Freddie and his solo work. It really is great. There's uh, the recently discovered track. Do you think there's any other tracks undiscovered out there? There's got to be. Who knows? Let's hope Um, so. You see, the thing is, everything... When Queen was in the studio, every single thing was recorded. Yep. So, the the problem is, though, that if it wasn't good enough to be released when Freddie was alive... Correct. How would it suddenly become good enough to be released now, and nothing's happened to it over the last 40 years? A uh, fitting epitaph. Um, Peter, thanks for joining us this afternoon on Wave 105. Uh, the Freddie Mercury solo box set is out now. Never boring and he never was. Peter, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.